Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Nathan, you are relieved of household command. Nathan, did you request the Pokemon card from the Nugget? Sir, yes, sir. Brooke reported a Nugget tantrum was intimate, and I asked her to let me handle it, sir. Are you rated to defuse a Class 6 Pokemon Rip card incident, Nathan? Sir, no, sir. Then why did you order your wife to relinquish tactical advantage during a live Nuggy meltdown? Sir, I needed everyone in my household to shut the fuck up so I could record, sir. I wanted to have good audio, sir. Carry on. Drew, we've already lost two listeners over this incident. Do you think there's any possibility of salvaging this shit host? Yes, sir. I do. All right. We'll try administrative punishment. Prisoner, halt! Sip on this buffalo trace, son. It helps. I know. For incompetence of control. For failure to abide by common fucking sense regulations during a live nuggy meltdown. For negligence, which contributed to the shredding of $8 in Pokemon cards and two curse words learned. Podcast host Nathan Zimmerman is sentenced to administrative punishment. Ten rewatches of previously watched Bravo shows. You may carry out the sentence. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, what up, guys? It's the Real Feels Podcast, where we bring you a movie fortnightly. Fortnightly! Fortnightly! And we dive into a Bilbo Grabbaggins earlier in this year, and we pick out movie genres that we're going to watch. And this movie genre that I got, your little host, Nathan, was Insect. And Ooh. some of you guys may already kind of uh, picked up, but we're doing 1997 Starship Troopers. Who are my other co-hosts? This is Commandant Jack. Well, I am a man who doesn't need a trigger if he doesn't have a trigger. Host true. I love that both of you guys are like, like, uh, Southern? <laughs> Zimmerman's <laughs> <Ruff> next. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot you myself. In every age, there is a cause worth fighting for. But in the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. Hey, kid, what's going on? War! We're going to war! Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind. Everyone fights. No one quits. We are going in with first wave. You smash the entire area. You kill anything that has more than two legs. You get me? We get you, sir! But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined. Here it comes! Ah! It's coming! 
retrieval now. Someone made a damn mistake. No! The bugs laid a trap for us, didn't they? Ah! TriStar Pictures takes you to the front lines of the next frontier. Kill them all! Starship Troopers. Nineteen ninety-seven Starship Troopers, directed by Peter Verhoeven and Fortnightly. No, I'm just Would kidding. Would you like um, to know more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, starring Casper Van Fucking Dean is the oldest high schooler that ever existed. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna get into that. That is, they're all the oldest high schoolers to have exist. I think Dookie Hauser is like the only one who even looks like he's remotely the right age. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. yeah but it looks like Casper Van Dien and uh, was was probably getting uh, mail vouchers for Rogaine, Ooh, or like okay. uh, like men's. Uh, was it the the salt and pepper? Uh, just just for men. Just for men. You're I'll gonna like you, the way you look, I guarantee. I'll tell you two gals that I'm glad were filming in their prime, uh, Dia Meyer and Denise Richards oh, as Dizzy mm, and Carmen. Oh. So I, I'm, 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 t- I'm team Denise for this one. Mm, I, I'm uh, team Dina Meyer. Yeah. I probably am more team Dina Meyer because yeah, because of the the boobs. She, <laughs> but we, we got but, her but boobs. No, no, the, well, you yeah, got to yeah. see them, but but. If the if the uh, if the tit was on the other <laughs> hand, so to speak, <laughs> I think we'd all be singing about Mrs. Charlie Sheen. Possibly, Man, some Former people make Mrs. Just bad Sheen. decisions in their life, you know. She's got tiger milk. She's got. Tiger- <laughs> you know, what? and ironically, neither of them really went on to do a whole whole lot more. Dina Meyer still. Still doing some. Well, and I would I would say, um, I mean, there's a whole lot of supporting cast members that Good did Lord. go on to do amazing things. But the core cast, uh, this was sort of like their their big show, uh, except with the with the exception of um, Neil Patrick Harris, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, Dina Meyer, Casper Van Dien. They didn't really do a whole lot after this, but. They were supported by, like, Clancy Brown, Ironside. Michael Ironside, mm. some really, really amazing Patrick actors. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that they would have to just have kept his last name? Like, oh, we're not going to change anything. We're just going to keep calling you Ironside. Like, Ironside's Roughnecks, it still sounds good. I wonder if Ironside is his given name, or if it was like, his name was like Michael Pyrite, and they're like, no, you, you gotta know change that. that. Like you got it. It's, it's gonna be a stronger. If that is his birth name, nobody fucked with him in high school. Like, hey, what's up, Ironside? Do you want my lunch? Do you want my lunch, buddy? I don't care. Have it all. Uh, no. <laughs> Walking away, dude. That was that was the principal. <laughs> See how old that guy is? No, he's a high schooler. He's the principal. I'm telling you, dude. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, Van Dien. Yeah. But they must have paid uh, Jake Jake Busey a fortune because all of his teeth were like extras. Like he was, it was like him and like his grill in every seat. It's just like father, like son. It's he's, they just got a big O smile on them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, maybe they went towards Rico, the violin lessons. Yep. Yeah, but if if I was lost in the desert, 
and I could choose one celebrity to help me out, it would be Jake Busey just to smile up at the sun whenever oh a plane God. or a helicopter went by and just kind of <laughs> nod his head. And that would they'd be like, oh, don't, no, they're down there. No, they're- <laughs> there they are. How do you see? Jake Busey's reflecting the fucking sun with I'll his teeth. I'll probably take Dina Meyer just because... <laughs> We're at least going to have fun. What, you think she's going to go top? <laughs> We're going to have fun out there in the desert. Well, I'm definitely not taking Clancy they, Brown. Like, <laughs> just yelling at Teenage me. Nathan is just like, I'm going to die, but it'll be worth it. Actually, Clancy Brown would probably like motivate me to like run through the desert and like actually find... Move, move, move! Yeah, he'd... Right, he'd, he'd probably actually know the most out of his training how to survive. You could take Wait. Neil Patrick Harris, however, he might make you believe that there's a an oasis off in the distance so you can die when he goes to the room. We would be seeing show tombs the entire time. We, I'm like, all right, now you, you do this part, I'll be I'll be Alphabet, and then you be... No. Man, I'm so excited. Can we do Hedwig and the Angry Inch again? But, but Clancy Brown, would, if I was stuck with him in the desert, would probably murder me after I'd say for like the 12th time, like, it's better to burn out. <laughs> Then to fade away. <laughs> like, I really don't want to talk about Highlander anymore. Please, God, stop. <laughs> yes, I was in SpongeBob. Are you feeling it now, <laughs> Mr. Krabs? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to feel your hand, your neck are in my hands. But uh, Starship Troopers wasn't just, it wasn't written in some, some whiskey-soaked uh, uh, playwright's place somewhere. It was a book, correct? Robert Heinlein. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sort of like the golden age sci-fi, uh, 50s, 60s. But both of you um, read this? But uh, you guys know, I have I read it back oh, when wow. the movie came out. Yeah, I, I, read, I read this it, in I, high school. Oh my gosh, this must have been, I must have read it probably about maybe 12 years ago when I actually found out that it was a book. <laughs> but have you guys ever heard of a, a director named Jordowski? Jordowski? He was sort of that indie art house, was sort of a big name back in the 70s. So there was a big project where he was going to do Dune before uh, it was released in 1984. And there's actually a documentary called Jordowski's Dune about all of his crazy wackadoo shit that he wanted to put in this movie. And he did the same thing that uh, the director of Starship Troopers did where he he didn't read the book. He was just like, ah, you know, this book, I don't want it to really affect uh, what I'm doing. Just tell me kind of the gist of it. Whereas the director here, was it Verhoeven? Verhoeven. He read like the first yeah. three chapters, like this is a depressing book glorified fascism <laughs> and war. No more. So just tell Clint me how notes. it ends. And he did he didn't want to do the he didn't want to do this movie anyway. He was sort of forced to do But this it. is actually this is his favorite yeah, movie like- that he he directed. I love it. Well, it's probably the one movie. It's probably the one movie that actually, you know, went off and actually had the most cold, fo- cold following. Yeah, but he also thumbed his nose at the studio by by doing this as like a satire of like a fascist America or just fascism in general. Oh yeah, it makes faci- fascism look attractive. That's really what this is. So I was in uh, I was in the bathroom at work scrolling through the trivia for uh, Starship Troopers, which by the way there are. 
pages and pages and pages of it. And I guffawed loudly on the turlet, had to stifle it, hoping that nobody, <laughs> none of my coworkers is walking by the bathroom hearing me laugh in there. Because one of the trivia tidbits that I absolutely adored was on set when Neil Patrick Harris was dressed up in his intelligence uniform, which looks a hell of a, like, a, hell of a lot like a Nazi SS uniform, they referred to him on set as Doogie Himmler. Oh. And I just think that is the best thing ever. Oh. How are you, Carl? Carmen, good. Johnny, I'm sorry it had to be your unit on P. That mission had a very low survival probability. The bugs laid a trap for us, didn't they? Elegant proof of intelligence, isn't it? We thought there might be a brain bug on P. You knew and you sent them anyway? We couldn't afford to launch an operation if there wasn't one. You don't approve. Well, too bad. We're in this for the species, boys and girls. It's simple numbers. They have more. <laughs> That's crazy, Nick, that he actually considers this to be his favorite film he's directed when he has Robocop and I mean, Total Recall under his it's belt. Better. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I, I no, no. Are, I, I love, those... I love Shot both of those fired. movies. Right, but now, each I... one separately is great in their own right. I don't think they right. they could compete head on head to head because they're just straight no, up no, different no, no, movies. No. And and I think for taking into consideration RoboCop as well as Total Recall into itself, they're they're superior films. But I think that Starship Troopers has had its own bit, as I said, like more of a cult following for it. And really ahead of its time, like the interface while they're giving you the news, like it looks kind of like the yeah. Internet these days. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, taking a page from, you know, old military like propaganda films. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole shtick for it's like, do you want to know more? The Klindathu, the Bug Planet, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's like Fox News, like the trans people, they're going to rob you of your trophies. Would you like to know more? These asteroids are coming out of space at high speeds, but yet we don't really know. No, like, And that's the other part about this whole movie that it, there's a lot of holes in... Gaping, gaping white gaping holes, Swiss planet-sized Swiss cheese <laughs> that, holes. But I think that's just one of those things that you gotta like smile and nod at, really. Because I, I mean, with with even again with the director kind of like omitting nearly everything from a Hugo Award-winning novel, you're missing quite a bit. You're missing the armored jumpsuits that the military mm -hmm. uh, mobile infantry is using. You're missing a completely second alien race that they were fighting alongside with the bugs. Or sorry, they were that fighting against the bugs. And the, I mean, there weren't shuttles to take them up and down. There may have been shuttles to bring them back, but they were like launched in capsules from the ship in orbit to to crash down on Earth. And then they had another tell that where they knew the bugs were coming was they could listen to the the ground and they called it sizzling bacon. And that was the bugs digging up towards their position. And, and all that's gone. But again, this movie, you get out of it exactly as much as you put into it. As far as just suspending disbelief and just fuck it, have fun. Uh, let's let's watch some bugs tear apart some people. Uh, and, and basically take out a whole squad of 40-year-old high school students. And I think, that's, I think that's the beauty of it. I think you can look past some of the, I don't know, inconsistencies of the plot itself. The animation for 1997, I'm buying it. I'm very much into it. I love the fact that, like, all of the the main, like, attack bugs. I forget the name. 
the forget the name of the main bugs. Arachnids. The, like the, the way they're the, well, like, the arachnids the is the race. Or? They're the marauder. Yeah, yeah, the ones that are like the chompers. Like I mean, I love the fact that when they go to can we just the call whiskey, them clamps? Like from uh, Clam- Futurama, <laughs> clamps. <laughs> Not the clamp. The clamp boss. straight toward our proximity. Maybe you should give them the clamps, clamps. Gee, you think? You think that maybe I should use these clamps that I use every day at every opportunity? You're a freaking genius, you idiot! Perfect. Shambay, the chocolate um, icing. I, I love... I love them going to the the whiskey outpost, and then you suddenly they go to the top of the ramp and they look outward, and you're like, "Oh shit, it was an ambush!" And it's it's like it's literally like ants. It's like a swarm of fire ants just coming towards the whiskey outpost, and it reminded me a little bit of like World War Z, where the dead yeah. pile of like zombies and they start like climbing each other. The the bugs did the exact same thing, and I mean, despite the fact that we're an advanced future, we have spaceships. Why are we still firing like real bullets? Well, did you guys ever play <laughs> StarCraft? Yes. Oh yeah. So Protoss all the way. So that scene when they get ambushed and they're defending that base, that looks like they just got plopped down and they had barely gotten their their barracks up and there was a Zerg rush. And yep. on BattleNet we used to to like in before the game would start, you know, it'd be like a 2v2 or a 3v3 and you you would declare before the game started like, you know, 15 minutes no rush and sometimes there was always that fucking asshole. No Zerg rush. No Zerg rush. Who like 5 minutes in like you just got your resources started to get going, your barracks is still being built and here comes six zergs to fuck up your day that or they would clearly go to the middle of the map bury all of their zergs and wait for the one guy to like start moving out and then just ambush (laughs) (laughs) just pop up they're coming up Uh, all around me oh but i man i love playing protoss because i would just surround my base with those automated drone cannons the energy cannons all the time Oh, and the- I would just surround my base. I would barely build uh, like actual like units to go out and attack. No, you can come to me. If you <laughs> can set yourself up and and build as many of those Protoss carriers as yes. you could, where like there are Swarming. so many mini fighters flying around that your yes! like your your Pentium two computer is like. I think I could make it. Oh, frame rate suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That just makes me sad now that we never got that um, StarCraft Ghost video game that we were always promised. Does anyone remember that? You were supposed to play as the Terran, like, assassin who would go invisible. Yeah, the sniper lady. I don't think that ever came out. If I'm, if unless I'm having like some type of stroke. I don't know. I only ever played the original. I never played StarCraft Two. Starcraft Two. Uh, StarCraft Two was, StarCraft II was yeah. fun. No, I, I, I believe it. I, like, I believe it. It's okay. Yeah. No. No. I mean, it was fun. It was kind of like playing like Warcraft Three, where they started like introducing all the different races. And I always loved playing as the Night Elves because mm-hmm. if you started to get overrun, you're like buildings come to life. Defend us! Yeah, but so your barracks like pops up out of the ground. And it's like when Starcraft was out, played on Battle.net, I was like 13, 14 years old, and then it hit a skill ceiling. So like you're just like a little, barely a teenager. You just want to have fun with your friends, and you're getting in there with like the hardcore players who are like Lieutenant Barkley plugged into the ship's computer it's like i can do 50 simultaneous computations at a time yeah it it did get a little bit out of hand Uh, there was definitely some brain bugs that were just slurping up brains and then going and playing starcraft going oh fuck this but starship troopers 
Yeah. But Starship Troopers. So we talked about like the cast a little bit, but there are some hidden gems deep in in the cast, uh, namely the biology teacher. Uh, Drew, I think that is uh, your golden gal. That, that is that is one of my gals. That is one of my golden girls. That is Miss Rue McClanahan playing the blind biology teacher, explaining to the kids like, oh. "Oh, come on, it's just a bug. You better put your goggles just on." Just the bug. <laughs> we humans like to think we are nature's finest achievement. I'm afraid it just isn't true. This archaic sand beetle is superior in many ways. It reproduces in vast numbers, has no ego, has no fear, doesn't know about death, and so is the perfect selfless member of society. The desert scab beetle can... (laughs) Do not underestimate the bug. We got uh, Dean Norris, Norris, old Hank Schrader and his Schrader brow coming in as the commandant. Amy Smart is flying with uh, Carmen. On her first little, uh, you know, uh, jut out in the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Seth Gilliam, who is uh, plays Sugar Watkins, he was one of the Hallmark members on HBO's The Wire. I like Patrick Muldoon because he's that, like, kind of stoner at, hey, Carmen, like, what are you doing after the game? <laughs> Can <laughs> we talk about Patrick Muldoon's character oh, for yeah, a yeah, second? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so they have that weird f- hybrid football game, and they're playing on opposing teams. Arena football. Which has nothing to do with it. And anything. then he shows up at the dance, and I don't know about you guys, but my prom or any of our high school dances, like, you had to buy tickets. Like, you couldn't just waltz in to another school's prom, like, dressed in your military dress uniform and just be like, hey. Well, you had to be invited. Trying to get my dick wet. Right. Yeah. So, right. I'm sure. I'm sure he had to be invited, but I mean... Who invited But even him? if you invited, you'd have to buy him a ticket. And then that puts a lot of spotlight on Carmen. Because, right. you know, is that why she's, like, really playing her cards close with Casper Van Dien? Where he's, like, he, career for like him. he's just getting barely, like, a peck on the lips. Like, won't even return the affection. Like, I love you, Carmen. Come on. Say it. Try it on for size. <laughs> and that's sad that, like, she's so passive with him. And even, and I don't know if you guys saw the, which, because apparently I saw, like, a another version where there's, like, a couple of little scenes added, nothing major, but there's one where he's with her, like, out kind of, like, in, like, a courtyard, and he, like, kind of, like, gets a little boob grab, and he's, like, you know, 35% on the math final. No one can be that dumb with numbers. Well, at least you didn't lose your lunch over a bug. Ah, who cares about bugs? You can't go anywhere if you don't know math. Don't be so sure. I like you, even if you are dumb with numbers. Why won't you kiss me when we're at school? I don't want people to see. Nobody's watching now. you make love with me? I want to. But? I want it to be right. Hi. 
can't come home with me. Why not? I thought you were going to help Carl. Carl can wait. Johnny, my dad's home today. What's his problem? He treats me like I'm a criminal. It's not you, it's your parents. They're not citizens. They have money, so they don't need to be citizens. Well, if your dad doesn't like me, how can we get along so well? Sometimes I do what I want. I'm like, damn, are you that? Are you guys... Because I don't like the taste of whore. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you said Casper Van Dien's the whore? He's the one no. that's like... Oh, okay. No, that car well, is the whore. But I mean, it's so, I don't know. She's so interesting to like watch and have this weird development and this slight fascination with Casper Van Dien's character. And I mean, he doesn't really do anything. Well, neither neither does Denise Richards, if oh, we're no, honest I mean, here. Like, she's a pretty face. Well, I mean, and, she's a pretty face. Uh, and, and she's an hourglass right, figure, but she's she's, she doesn't really shine at this she's, movie. She's the pilot that saves everybody. She's the crazy pilot that they call in at last minute. She avoids that asteroid and saves everybody oh, not on that ship. Is. She's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like Denise Richards couldn't act herself out of a wet wet brown paper bag in this movie. Hey, Dina Meyer obviously outshone her as far as We just lost goes. a sub. Denise Richards Maybe was a Maybe it was sub. how, how yeah, her, her how it was written. Uh, but I, I just thought that Denise Richards was very one note and one dimensional no i think it's i think it's very straightforward and i i don't think there's anything to argue that either i think that there's that there's very little kind of like i was saying like there's very little development for her character i don't think there's a, a an emotional like amplification of anything for what she's even saying like she's very as you're saying one note when she breaks up with him one note when she when she's even being captured when she notices that he's alive and not dead as the roster you know, says, or maybe, maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's the the scene where you know all the you don't deserve that, and she's she sends him the video, and then there she is with like Jupiter, Jupiter in the background. She's like, look at this, which brings me to my next <laughs> point. I think I'm going to go career, and you can just fuck off now. Let's talk about that breakup because I'm sorry, but. Just because you go like there needed to be a little bit more with the breakup. If you go career with something, that doesn't automatically just mean like, well, we have to break up because I have to go do this. Like you're you're doing a long distance relationship right now. Like what's the difference? Oh, there's there's a little dick <laughs> over here that you want. Say that. Say like you know what? Honestly, it's just not working out. And you know the guy that you played football against? He's here. And like in my bunk right now. <laughs> You're like the sandwich shop that I used to live next to on the other side of town. And I still like you. And if I was over on that other side of town, I totally get one. But now I'm over on this side of town. It's just more convenient to It's pop a patty melt. I mean, you one. know, it's just they're two different sandwiches. She doesn't want to do this like long distance. And it's kind of interesting to see that when you have the two different type of people who go into the uh, to the military. You either have people doing career or you have people that are doing it for a specific purpose, like the redhead lady who's all like, I want to have babies. And apparently you can't have kids unless you do military service, just like you can't vote in this world without doing military service. The other guy wants to have his college paid for so he can he has to do military service so he can get it paid for. So there's like the give and take of the benefit. I get that. But for Carmen, it seems like a cop out. 
It seems like such a cop out. But it, it, the worst is with Casper Van Dien. All right, he would have died if he hadn't gone for the military service. But he did the military service to rebel against his parents and also to have a chance with Carmen Denise Richardson. So he gets screwed every which way, and then he finally lucks out, and he gets with Dizzy, mm-hmm. and then we have that 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 kind of cringy like. <laughs> it's okay because i got to have you it's got like the blood all over her teeth like that's that's the worst part for her as far as her acting where it's sort of like okay daddy oh god (laughs) it is such a weird moment like it's like no my life is complete because we got to bone really really them is your life goals but then like imagine carmen like he's like she's like uh, my ex is right back there. <laughs> Please, God, don't come up here. Please, God, don't come up here. Get on the horn and get... Oh, shit. Like, hey, what's up, Johnny? Uh. Diz- Dizzy, I know you're dying, but how was the sex? 20 glorious minutes. <laughs> uh, at least they got a little bit extra. Ironside, <laughs> Ironside knows how to, you know, hey, kick down a little bit. I just love Hensel, like, ten hey. minutes. Who is that? Uh, uh, Dizzy, sir. Make it 20 minutes. <laughs> Never turned down a good thing. Which is, Ill- okay, is it, a, is it sort of weird that he's not uh, having any issues with the, the power ranking? He just made this man a... Uh, Lieutenant? A, a lieutenant. Well, I mean, a lot of people are dying left and right. That seems to be the issue with how he's getting promoted all the time. It, it just well, seems to be, it, it's it's a moment of chance as well as opportunity. It's all like, all right, I need the most senior ranking away. person. Well, I mean, it's also taken away, mm-hmm. but for him throughout the movie, it's like, who's the most senior ranking person alive in this room? You? Excellent. Pin a star on that man. I mean, that that seems to be the convenience of it. And I don't think we're going to yeah. pass up like our main lead to somehow not be given command of his unit once again. Aside from uh, Clancy Brown, I, I sort of think the uh, the boot camp scene could have been shortened just to Clancy Brown, like throwing an eye through Gary Busey's head and breaking Jake arms. a knife in a nuke fight anyway all you got to do is push a button sir cease fire train on that wall trooper put your hand on that wall Push a button if you disable his hand. Medic! Uh, so the good. co-ed shower scene, which you know Check. we will we will talk about later. But the 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 flip kick three six, like the old football play, <laughs> that was stupid. That's how he gets the job, and that gets him promoted. That gets him promoted, and Give then he the gets freaking the country bumpkin like shot through the head. Uh, Not and then we've got a. <laughs> 
Yeah, then we've got the the little bit of the drama where it's like, oh, I'm going to wash out and I'm going to leave, but oh no, my family's going to die, so now I'll just take the lashes and yeah, it's soldier off. It's one of those things where I, I think there are highlight moments of the training facility. One of them is definitely not the fact that the live round training exercise is smack dab in the middle of the army training facility. <laughs> that's uh, that's not going to be a good yeah. idea. But I heard that that scene was very the boot camp scenes and a lot of the desert scenes were very hard for them to film. People were actors were passing out. Weren't they were they, getting Drew? heat stroke all or the they time. They had to. Yeah, they they had to cut holes into some of their uniforms right. just so they could they could ventilate. Right, they were too heavy for them to be carrying around all that equipment. And I mean, even the helmets that they were using were a little bit too bulky and big. Which fun and I mean, fun little fact: like the helmets were actually reused in the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes when he comes back and the monkeys are driving the motorcycles up to the uh, the Abe Monkey Lincoln Memorial. So those are the same helmets from Starship Troopers. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't really care for Planet of the Apes. The The one ape movie I liked was uh, Matthew Broderick. It was like the movie from the 70s where they were trying to teach the monkeys how to drive or fly like nuclear oh, yeah, airplanes. Yeah, yeah. Project. Wasn't it? Pro- X. Is it Project X? That sounds right. Yeah. I'd rather watch that five times than Wait. really any Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> Going back to Charles Heston and coming forward to today. Have you not watched any of the new ones? Not one. Oh, you, you, you really need to. judge. No, he can, Andy. he can judge. I reserve the right. <laughs> he reserves the Andy. right. Andy Circus is but amazing. He, but you guys say Andy Circus <laughs> like it's a solution <laughs> to the problem. Like, show your work, Andy Circus. He's fucking Schmeagle. Like, I do not subscribe okay, to Okay, that. so Andy Circus plays... He was Schmeagle Caesar, in, uh, Caesar. in The Hobbit as well, but well, oh, that didn't, okay. that wasn't that great. But mm. Andy Circus as Caesar in The Planet of the Apes, I think, I think personally he should have been nominated at least for his efforts in developing this character and making this new character. But he was also Snoke in the shit show of the Star Wars sequels. So, I mean, again, you could say, like, you know, I didn't really like the Star Wars sequels, and you you guys are sitting back there like, Andy Serkis! No, I don't think that, well. I like Andy Serkis just as much as the next guy. He was in the prestige with Bowie! I mean, okay. (laughs) I liked Andy Serkis as himself. Well, not as himself, but, like... Playing in his yeah. as a human in his own skin, and uh, the uh, what is it? The Winter Soldier, or yeah, was that? Uh, uh, um, or no, was that um, Ultra Age of it Ultron? It was Age of Ultron, Age of, yeah. and there was a, a and uh, Black Panther. Yeah, and he and he kind of like oh, that's slightly right. that's reprised right. his role for Black Panther because he had to he had to get the new arm. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. It was weird to so, see him like buffed out for. Ultron and Black in Black Panther. Well, just, with the amount of physical acting he's doing, well, no, of course not, of course. But I mean, it's just I don't know. It seems, it seems so weird because like watching him do like Lord of the Rings as well as the Hobbit, like from behind the scenes, watching him wear that like you know skin tight black uh, suit that they put the sen- the motion sensors on. It's always weird to like go from there and then watch him in like Ultron, and you're like, oh, somebody, somebody's been working out. Now, segueing from. Planet of the Apes sequels that you have not watched. You've also not watched Starship Troopers 2, Starship Troopers no, I, 3. I, I did not go <laughs> any deeper series. into Starship Troopers. So I think the only thing that could probably draw Jack to one of the sequels for Starship Troopers is Starship Troopers 3 has T'Pol from Enterprise in it. 
And okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. and Johnny Rico. Well, what the okay, hell? Yes. Like, Johnny. Okay, Rico. You know, Casper Van Dien isn't <laughs> roping. He's, he's not throwing a lasso for me for anything, man. Ro- okay, first of all, after the second one, I was like, yeah, I'm, I, that this franchise done. <laughs> you know who? No, there is nobody I've ever met who's ever said, you know who I really like, Casper Van Dien. Casper Van Dien. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm not you, saying Casper Van Dien is a is bad actor. I'm just saying he didn't really do much after this. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen him crop up and like, he's basically been relegated to bargain movie B movies. Bargain bin B movies <laughs> since Starship Troopers. I think he's good with that, though. I think that he's kind of like into that. It, then him and Gary or Jake Busey need to like synergize that and do like a bad buddy cop series i'd watch the hell out of oh, it. i think so if it's if it's for the sake of of just lampooning yourselves in a shameless cash grab this is tremors territory no this is like burt gummer yes. has been been cashing in on that franchise for years if yes. if uh Casper for the gene jake, jake Busey did that and every once in a while fucking uh denise richards and dina meyer showed up i'd be happy as a clam I, yeah, and I think that's exactly right. I think when you have Casper Van Dien taking on the role of Johnny Rico and just reprising it, reprising it, reprising it, it's almost, it, not even almost, it, it's a less successful Burt Gummer returning. Yeah. Like, I want to see them in a movie called, like, Casper Van Dien, Jake Busey, this summer starring in The Coke Problem. Oh, <laughs> going low. They, there was also... There was also a CGI animated series, just one full it season, was, yeah. and Drew and I watched it. Much like it. Tremors. The Roughneck Chronicles. And it's... You guys I, mentioned I, that in a past episode, there was like a robot or something. Yes, there's there's good moments to it, it but again, I don't know if I would say that it's good, or if I would recommend anyone to watch it. It has good moments. It has good moments, yes. and I like the fact that it also brings in different bugs, specifically. Like, they start adding a little bit more and more canon to it. It, it also, like, takes place in between, like, the times of Roughnecks, because you still have Michael Ironside's character in there. You have Dizzy. Yeah. You have Rico. For the life of me, I want to swear that Carmen is also part of the Roughnecks, but I can't be... She's in it, yeah. Okay. Go between them? Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't go between them. To take, to take a quote from this movie on that series, you and I both know she's dead. Like, that. yeah, don't, don't go after it. It's over. Like, yeah. But as far as further Starship Troopers or even watching... Like you would have, like there'd be a, there would have to be a reason. Patreon members, uh, <laughs> if you want to have me watch a, uh, a Planet of the Apes movie, that's fine. But I'm not going to do it on my own accord. Like I'm sitting back going, "My soul's prepared, Doctor Jones. How's yours?" <laughs> yeah, guys, don't waste your pick on Starship Troopers two and three. Number one was good, hey, I've seen, solid. I'd rather I'd rather watch Starship Troopers two and three or Planet of the Apes rather than Gunkata. Oh, hey, 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 hey! Is that is that too low? Equilibrium. Is that too, is too low? <laughs> Equilibrium. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I actually played 
I played harmonica's theme when he stares them down at the train station when I went back to school uh, and like students were starting to come back. So I played it. And as they were entering, it did like the harmonica stare music as they as they started to walk in. <laughs> it was it was perfect. Is I'm going to have to rewatch uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. I haven't watched it since we did that. And that was like season two. That's yeah, like yeah, two years yeah. ago. Is the army that fucking desperate, though, that they're recruiting, like, straight-up psychics? They're like, listen, we have no idea what we are doing. We will take (laughs) anybody. (laughs) Are you psychic? Maybe you are. I don't know. Apply. Who who the hell knows? Just fucking get over here and help us. I think they're trying to get as many people as possible. I mean, in the book, they are almost, like, deterring them from joining the military and now, like, you have the guys all like... This military is only for the pure. <laughs> only for the pure. <laughs> but now they're all... It's like, all right, the military made me the man I am today. Yep, that's missing two legs. And, you know, maybe I'll be saluting you the next time you come in. Well, and speaking of, can we get a moment of silence for the cameraman? Uh, from the very beginning, oh. uh, where it was... it was Because uh, they, they switched around the timeline a little bit. It started out, and then it... It sort of went back, but uh, the dedication to his craft—he was, he shot, was still filming. He, he was not running for anything. He stayed on target, even when killed by the bug. He didn't drop that camera, right? Right. That is the, love, that's the dedication we all need. Like a posthumous Emmy or like a Pulitzer or something. He's filming Pulitzer. Johnny like shooting. He's just like, oh hell yeah, I'm, this is gonna be the shot, man. We're making the promo. I may die, but I'm gonna get this shot. I'm not calling cut. Keep it going. I'm Tarantino in this. You keep it going. It's an angry planet, a bug planet. Mike, what are you doing? Uh, keep recording. I love the method acting. You're hurt. Just keep going. <laughs> Rico, you know what to do. Oh, yes, sir. Other people have lost limbs. You lost an arm. I can pull you out probably and and just patch you up maybe. I don't know. I don't think he wanted to live that way. I don't don't think he wanted to live without his limbs. He gave Rico an order. He doesn't want to be signing people up like the other guy that's like, good man, mobile infantry made me the man I am today. He's like, no, this sucks. What? Uh, well, in the book, Ironside's uh, character is actually dead quite early in the, in the book. Oh, uh, same thing. Same thing for Dizzy. Dizzy in the book is actually not a chick; it's a guy, and he's already dead. Like within the Ooh. first two chapters. I got to have you, Rico. But I got. I got to have you. So they've got the technology for interstellar mm-hmm. travel. Mm-hmm. They sure. have rip-off back to tanks, a la Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Why are they sending grunts down to the surface in squads? When they could just carpet bomb, carpet bomb, glass it, like nuke the shit out of it. It's not like anyone wants to like mine clan or get the oil from Clandathu. Like there's no redeeming qualities to Clandathu. They're hurling rocks, apparently thousands of light years across <laughs> the galaxy to us. Why are we wasting lives when we could just waste resources? Now, Drew, that was actually a part of the show, right? Where like the the boulders, you know, the asteroids that they're launching so, are actually like right, like in the it, part of the show, they updated the asteroids being propelled through space as a means of travel. Like they're infesting the asteroids, and once they hit a planet, it'll break apart, and they have an availability of whatever arachnids were flying on said asteroid 
to then so the, the asteroids planet. weren't a weapon per se. Well, they were spunked up with bugs. I mean, mm. at least in this movie, with their spore. In this movie, it was made out to be <laughs> so graphic. A, a, a that's weapon. what they use. Yeah. That, that's the term no, that they use in the movie. That's exactly that's what it is. Scientific terminology. There was a there was a cream spore in the asteroid, and they I, sent it on home. I wasn't paying attention during that science class, uh, Jack. I was drawing pictures and and busy <laughs> kissing on a like Apple IIe. <laughs> yeah, the, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the spore. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> Jack. I think I think the whole reason why they were sending people to the planet is that the bugs were like almost. Kind of like burrowing trying underground. Trying to take our women and our American our way of life. <laughs> I think down. because they were hiding underground. So I think military and mobile infantry going in drew them out. I think that was the whole ploy. But I mean... Those bugs were an affront to our good Christian values. But if they, if they, if they bombarded the planet enough, you're right. They should have been able to kill them. They can pull like an Ender's game and just, you know, destroy the whole planet. Maybe. Then there would there be like the Messiah bug? The, qu- they the queen. The and they're like, no, you, you're different. So, I mean, in Starship Troopers canon, worth saving. Uh, there is a queen. There is like a queen bug. <laughs> of course yeah. there of is. Of course there's a queen bug. The brood queen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys keep on referring back to like the extension, the, the other movies of the series, to justify Let it like die. the <laughs> Let it die. bad plot points in the writing. Of the well, I, don't, I think it's validating. I think it's just like answering some questions. I mean, they went on to two sequels that were completely on their own with real actors. And then you had two Japanese sequels in addition that were 100% CGI. So, I mean, it, it once the U.S. gave up, Japan's like, oh, we got this, don't worry. Now, when Carl puts his hand on the dramatic uh, effect brain bug and, you know, what is it saying, Colonel? And he's like, oh, it's afraid. <laughs> how, how funny if it if like it's subtitled what the bug says it just says fuck off <laughs> oh it's he says it's afraid and and that i need a raise give me that brain of yours <laughs> I, well no i i like the sign language more when he's holding up the nuke he's like look at this that's what it does that's what it does. It's like you know what this is. You're some. This is my boomstick. <laughs> yes. You're some type of big smart bug. <laughs> you know when now I can't think of his name, but like Denise Richards' like love interest in the movie, when he passes that knife, you know for a fact that like after he spits on the brain bug and he says like one of these days we're gonna kill your whole species, and then he gets his brain sucked out. Man. If you only had a blade in which to defend yourself, this could never have happened. But back to when they're walking up with the nuke and they're doing the the, the sign language, they could have done a little callback to Army of Darkness where he's like, Clendathu, Verada, Nikto. And then the, the brain bug would have been like, yes, I understand. <laughs> or, or we do a willow and he puts a blanket over Carmen <laughs> and he goes, I will send her to a safe place where nothing can hurt her. Oh, it's just my disappearing pig trick. <laughs> bugs. bugs. You're all bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. You're all I bugs. love the, but like, yeah. 
the special effects in this movie for the time and even holding up a little bit today, it was not a bad two rewatches. This is these are really cool no. bug design, good uh, special yeah. effects, good um, practical effects with the actual very a well nice blended. Mix of the There's two. a couple of very green screen ish moments, but for the the rest of it, well, so was the most recent Mortal Kombat film, but. <laughs> but this one really blends well the two to the point where i remember when i was a kid this movie fucking blew my mind i was like oh this is the shit now i'm like it doesn't blow my mind but still really good yeah like right you can buy it i think it's more of the nostalgia factor that carries it as well because i mean with it it only made honestly it made 17 million dollars profit which is not a success, but it's it is the cult favorite. Seventeen million is it pr- and profit and is okay. There's plenty of movies and that don't even scratch the surface of what the John Carter. Okay, John Carter is a horrible, a horrible example movie. because Disney <laughs> fucked up the marketing on that. After uh, that's Disney's fault. Bite your yeah, tongue. Yeah, but the the director the the director was I'll basically. Fight you. <laughs> waggling his dick at the audience because going back to the book and the source you sort of would expect like a dune type of like a serious darker more violent and visceral air while this has got like the benny hill theme basically going on at points throughout it as far as how serious we need to be remade like to the extent of dune like the new dune like do you think that this would be received well, or do you think people would be like, "Where's the campy bullshit? Where's the that's that's the that's the trade off? You don't yeah. know. Like, there's always going to be the camp of like, well, I like the other one better, right? And and I I think it'd be same thing with the new <sighs> dude. Like, and yeah. we saw that RoboCop did not do well, all new and shiny. I f- yeah, the new RoboCop no. is not. It's uh, not as engaging. I like. like the only time that's been done well is I loved the new Judge Dredd that came out a few years With ago. Carl, I didn't like the campy Sylvester Stallone Judge a, Dredd. Yeah, I loved the Carl Urban. What are you doing, Judge Hershey? These blocks are under arrest. <laughs> Judge Jerry Execution. <laughs> Like I already saw you as a as an asshole campy cop. But the law, law. It was it was called. <laughs> it was called Demolition oh. Man. <laughs> Taco Bell won the fast food wars. He doesn't even so know how to use the, the shells. He doesn't even know how to use the, <laughs> the three seashells. You know that was like a garden in the valley. A quarantine joke yeah. for life now. <laughs> valley and of the giant, jolly green. Giant. Right, segment number one. <laughs> the founding boobies of my film history. Best segment ever. Here we go. <laughs> this movie was the first one to repeatedly a- allow me access to boobs in a movie. I'm very grateful every time I watch it, and I respect its early pioneering of nudity. What movie was your first treat of the senses, and what actress do you owe a big thank you to? Uh, I'll go first because I can't answer to the letter of the segment. Uh, I can't call out one actress in general it was just a blanket of of various films i don't know which one come 
came first. I just know they were around the same time. Any one of the uh, Friday the 13th mm-hmm. is is eligible. 1981's Porky's, which was like the early 80s version of like American Pie. Shower scene in that. And also a shower scene in Bill Murray and Harold Ramis's Stripes. Those it was one of the one of those movies or a myriad a combination of those because uh, we did have HBO mm. at one point, uh, but also I remember my mother renting me Stripes when I was sick, and we I'd only ever seen it on TV, so I don't think she remembered the the nudity in Stripes, even though it wasn't gratuitous, it was tasteful, but it was still true. Good. I'm gonna say Beverly D'Angelo in uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Is Ooh. is more than likely the first set of tatas that I can recall. I mean, aside, from, and Jack brings up a good point. I think later in years, when I started to get into more horror, and I was watching a little bit of like the Friday the Thirteenth, and then of course, of course, Starship Troopers uh, became a good staple. <laughs> but I I wanted Denise Richards to be in that shower scene. Yeah, that's my big we takeaway. We got cheated. Here. I feel like they they put that forward. I mean, it was rated R for a reason. My mother had to go into the theater and buy my ticket for me before I could go in. I was hoping to see Denise Richards. Which is not bad, though. I mean, Dina Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah, going to yeah, turn yeah. my nose down at Tatas, but I got the chili dog and I want the steak. Hey, chili dogs can be just as delicious. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't have to tell me about chili dogs. So my two are throwbacks, obviously, young. Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie was my first kind of like that when she's just like that doing that like little board like, oh, oh, geez, she's naked. But then my weird one comes from Titanic, which my uncle worked for the Academy Awards and got a copy of titanic on vhs two two part one part two and so i would pimp out this movie at school and rent it out to fellow kids for like five dollars a night please tell me you were wearing like an oversized winter coat or a trench coat and you'd pull open one side and there's titanic like you want to hey you want to take this home for the night do you want to do you want a little girls girl? better be wearing jimmies david <laughs> 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 needs his money <laughs> yeah so um kate winslet uh definitely had some uh, some great moments uh, for my early early, t- early days. The last one that like I don't associate because kind of reflecting back on it, I was like, ugh, little rapey. Uh, Excalibur. Um, you do you do get some boobs, but mm, but it's yes, still, it's like, this is yes. not boobs to whack it to. This is like a documentary <laughs> almost. You're like, oh, this is not good. And, and, this is art house yeah, boobs. You yeah, don't whack it to exactly. art house boobs. <laughs> Nathan, let me uh, riddle riddle me this: If you hear the Star Trek or not Star Trek, the Titanic uh, theme by Celine Dion from Titanic, <laughs> do you get a, a little, little chub? Does your blood a stir? Little, little chub down there? Yeah. It, you, you, you're there, like near far. And I don't know which part of the boob scenes that she does because she does just like the painting one, and then I think that there's a little bit during the sex scene. My heart will 
But when she drops Trow and she just has the <laughs> diamond on, you're like, oh, damn. Oh, here we go, Kate Winslet. The holiday is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plunge into your I abyss. I Jack Black you. Okay. Uh, segment number two. I'm going to Jack Black you. Oh, my gosh. Figuring things out for yourself is the only freedom anyone really has. Use that freedom. I love that uh, Rychek... Rychek? Rathcheck. Rathcheck's roughnecks! He gives him the perfect advice to Rico. As a professor, the man is trying not to put his pupil in a bad place, but he also encourages him to, you know, kind of think for himself. We've all had those teachers and adults in our lives that are really cemented good advice that have lasted long times and it was put to good use. But now it's our turn to give deep, inspiring advice to someone asking if they should join the military or go to Harvard. And we're going to keep it at Rico's level. Uh, just a rich kid that is looking to chase some tail and go. I'm going to tell him, Rico, you had some of the worst fucking math scores I've ever seen. <laughs> On the bell curve, you are still the worst. Like <laughs> You didn't average up at all. Harvard is for smart people, rich people too, but mm, this is 2,197, Drew. Uh, I think that this Harvard is a little bit more prestigious than the Harvard that we have right now. And, and <laughs> the probability of you guessing on the answers of the math test would have gotten you a higher score than what yeah. you actually got. <laughs> and you're not psychic. C, 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 C. You're not psychic. We, we've already established that. So maybe just go into the military you're a young stud you got the flip six three hole that's your ace in the hole you can do that at any point wait a minute hold on what if to save carmen he flips six three holes the brain bug stop it with the nuke <laughs> hey you're going with stop that it. i was still hoping that that uh like Carmen's shirt would get ripped open <laughs> during that scene. Like, like a Padme, after like, only getting, getting Dina ah! in the shower scene, I was like, come on, but there's these Richards, and they're just so juicy. It'd just be like, Jack, looking back on your life, what is the greatest regret and disappointment of it? Well, I didn't get to see Denise Richards' tits. It's Starship Troopers. They, den- we were they, de- they denied me. They denied listen, me. Listen, 1997. I would have been 15 years old, and if that's not raging hormones, hormones, I don't know what they are. Bird cover. I was denied. Need to know <laughs> information. I was denied critical. Need to know boobs. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you tell him? Uh, as for as for advice, because I mean, this has actually happened to me. I I've had students ask me like, should I join the military? I've, I've had like, you know, the recruitment Drew. people. Should I go <laughs> to Professor <Harvard>? Drew? <laughs> <laughs> I've had the recruitment people like come in and do their little spiel and whatnot, and even my own friends like go off. And I, I, I simply tell, I tell them like, do what is best for you, but just be important. Uh, uh, sorry, not be important. Be like uh, the important thing is like do do what is best for you, but be safe. Please just be safe. That's all I really want from any of them. Going career, as it were, like in the military, can work for some people. I think that can be great. I, I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think it's going to be for a majority of people. But for the ones that it fits, perfect. I think it's great. But all in all, 
I think people I think people should be doing like what is best. I for got them. a D on my math test. You'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need math to aim. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all Jack. right. Uh, so I've got a joke one and a serious one. My joke one is uh, Brendan F- Brendan Fraser playing the uh, basketball player from Bedazzled during the interview. You just got to go out there and just give 110% every time. <laughs> uh, and then my, uh, my serious one would be uh, Spock, Wrath of Khan, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Mm. And, and they just have my... to like... Yeah, I mean, just... Take me at face value. You either go out there, or, man. We just went out there again. Just we really gave a hundred ten percent. That's what you got to do. The fact that you're just quoting Bedazzle <laughs> makes me very happy. <laughs> and then I love Spock. And Spock's good. It's, it's good advice. You can't really go wrong with that because even if they're like, yeah. oh my no. gosh, that spoke to me. I mean, but it leaves it up to Rico. Like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Where does he think that would? be best applied in the military or in Harvard. Like, I don't know. Fuck you. You make the decision. All right. The third (laughs) and final segment. Some kind of smart bug. As a brain bug sucks out brain matter, one can't help but wonder exactly what does it learn? Because the brain bug goes back and hangs out with other big brain bugs. Well, it doesn't want to look stupid around those with bad information. So we're going to give it some half-truths, some wild conspiracies, some lyrics that are incorrect, some movie knowledge that sounds like it could be true, or rules from Brian's homebrew that don't make sense. I'll take it first. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, conspiracy theory in Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and this is sort of playing with a popular meme. In Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, it was uh, never in the script for... Uh, Anakin to kill the younglings during the sack of the Jedi Temple. However, Hayden Christensen's favorite off-screen hobby was murdering random, unsupervised children that he encountered. So he brought his idea to George Lucas, who then decided with the uh, to check with the insurance company uh, to see if uh, the insurance company covered this sort of thing. Turns out it was. George gave the green light, and the rest is history. Number two, misinformation. There was widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election. Number three, conspiracy theory. No one named Leonard Nimoy ever actually existed. The being known as Spock was humanity's actual first contact. He posed as an actor to learn more about our culture and values and to impart some of the wisdom of his own species. Number four misinformation kevin james is funny oh (laughs) number five rules from brian's homebrew if you roll a natural 20 you have to confirm the critical by rolling a natural one or else your player dies (laughs) and finally conspiracy (laughs) theory king kong existed until the late 1980s when a large shipment of cocaine was blown off course during a storm and crashed on the shore of Skull Island. Kong died of a heart attack after blowing lines the size of palm trees during a 72-hour bender he had with Rick James and Van Halen's David Lee Roth. And It was covered up by the government and the music industry. Palm trees? Palm trees. <laughs> well, there's the one scene in Godzilla vs. Kikal where he like strips the palm tree or the strips the tree and he yeah, whips yeah, it yeah. at the 
the fake sky and I just see it like <laughs> just like hollowed out one of those trees and just like oh you see I was thinking that the, that where like Van Halen's uh, uh, fucking Daily Roth is like Doctor Roxo from uh, Metalocalypse, just like cocaine. <laughs> I was picturing it that the lines of coke that he was like ripping each like little like bag or like little box of of cocaine and like dumping it out in line like the line of a palm tree. Yeah, and he's using like a really sharp jagged rub like. The to cut it up. I don't even think he would take it no, out I of love, the bag. I think he's just using the rock to like just I cut, love cut, that cut, he cut, hollows cut, cut, that. Cut. It's on like volcanic glass and like he's he's moving it around. It is hollowing well, it out well, though. Rick James That's great. is like cocaine's a hell of a drug. David Reynolds like Beautiful. Well, Nathan, we're gonna we're gonna go into some commonly misheard music lyrics. Because that's the type of misinformation that I would like to give to uh, these brain bugs. Now, Starship, 1985, we built this city. And this is a song I greatly enjoy, and I don't care who, I don't care who knows it. There is the line, we built this city on rock and roll. And Jack, I think, might actually approve of the commonly misheard lyric, we built this city on sausage rolls. We built this city on sausage rolls. rolls. I like it. Dance, dance, dance. Right? And uh, let's see. 1983, 1983 the Eurythmics. Uh, Sweet Dreams. Commonly misheard lyric. Sweet dreams are made Swiss. of cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what isn't? That's, that's Brooke's what Sweet Dreams. It? I know. I know Brooke just oh, dreams of cheese. That's, she loves cheese. She loves cheese. So there you go. Is that it? <laughs> Let me see. Conspiracy theories. Let's see. Uh, we have Flat Earth Society. There is the fact that pigeons are not real. They are actually huh. surveillance devices that are placed around and constantly watching us. Right. You also. <laughs> right. You can also uh, present the brain bug with the Mandela effect. Like, did the Monopoly guy always have a monocle? Did he? Is Pikachu's tail solid yellow or is there a black strip on the yeah. end? I don't know. Mm, things to think about. You could also throw in various things like, why do we park in driveways and drive on parkways? Good little brain teasers. <laughs> and just watch their head explode. Just one little brain just blows up <laughs> out of their, like, many... They're like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one guy in the background going, it's a boulevard! <laughs> <laughs> it was a firefight! It was a firefight! Firefight! They used ammonia! <laughs> <laughs> so well those are those are pretty good i like those hit us with um, yours Nathan. so i always heard uh for my lyric the killer song are we human or are we dancer i always heard it as are we denser and i was like oh it's not that so uh they probably won't even care that that's something that they're not even going to talk about at the uh uh, you know, at the water pool because you know they want more relative and stuff. They so chemtrails, them talking about chemtrails for probably like two three hours about like how oh dude their government is just like deploying all just keeping them all dumb with these chemtrails. I feel they'll get a kick out of that. But then my last little one is would be my like little mind fuck with them, kind of like how 
Qui- well, Qui-Gon in uh, Phantom Menace. Of, There's always a bigger fish. And I want them to know that there's always a bigger fish. Just because they think that they're chomp, 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 eating us and that they're eating our brains. There's going to be a brain bug that sucks their brains out. There's always a bigger fish. And so I drink your brain shake. I feel like, Nathan, the next time Ethan asks you like a, a why question, like, why is the blah, blah, blah? You should just turn to him and very seriously go, the planetary core. <laughs> <laughs> we I give you a bongo bongo, Ethan. <laughs> Go watch iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know, I like this movie, but like what would you guys rate this movie? I give it a straight seven hour seven out of ten lashes for uh administrative punishment. Okay. Yeah. Nostalgia carries this movie for me quite heavy. I still enjoy a good rewatch every now and then. Uh, I give it four out of five screams for the <laughs> Oh, gosh. Real quick, real quick. That little scene. Is the is a bullet going to... no Make it, your head is explode? It, is the helmet... I mean, I, I get that helmets are, you know, purposeful things and can, can ricochet bullets and stuff. But... That was coming like through his eye. There's nothing stopping that. That was. I, I think where the like, explosion, right? I, I I think where the explosion was happening, like literally on his face. I don't think where the helmet was was going to save him. But I don't think that's really True. the point. Like for for like the court martial at that gross. point. Anyways, I would give this movie eight out of ten. Uh, flip six three holes. And I would make sure that, um, you know, because it wins. It does. This movie is good to a point. It's fun. It's a ton of fun. And, like, I think, Drew, uh, sorry, Jack, you said it absolute best. You get what you put into this movie. If you go into it with just that, like, I'm just going to have fun and just enjoy, you get every ounce of that movie if you try to laugh at, at yeah. uh, uh, Doogie Himmler for crying out loud, it's, it's the, pure popcorn. The fact that Z- Z- Zim gets the bug at the end—it's hilarious. It's it's so stupid. Like, oh, he busts himself down to private just so he. The can only fight. way you're going into combat is you bust yourself down to private. Uh, but why would they? Why would that be though? Because he's not sobel. You know, he's not. Uh, well, because his his career was there at the facility training new recruits to go into. He's more valuable training new recruits. Yeah, he's more valuable training the them. Blah. Right. I mean, just just like Ironside's character was more valuable as a commanding officer leading the Roughnecks in than being in a classroom, you know, teaching kids. This is true. I mean, not that there's probably was a classroom left after yeah. the <laughs> after the asteroid hit Buenos Aires. There's no classroom, Drew. It is it is wiped off this earth. <laughs> School's out forever. Oh well, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. And Drew, what are some of the best ways to do that? Well, gosh, guys, you can always check us out on Twitter. Search for us at Real Feels Pod. You can send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, 
you know, just uh, check out and see where we are. But guys, if you want to send us a Tooch Line voicemail, we would love to hear from you. Dial 661-376-0030. And if there's any female that wants to record, get this, record us a like a one, the, the 900, like, you know, like late night called like mm. eligible <laughs> singles in your area pick up that area. tooch line and tooch me like six six one and tooch yourself would you <laughs> like to know more <laughs> uh, asteroids the size of my <gasps> want to help me gain my citizenship co-ed showers co-ed showers do you think that brain bug could suck? Uh, oh. <laughs> I told my yes. boyfriend I'm going career, but I'm willing to talk. <laughs> Tooch line. Tooch it. So yeah, any, any female out there that uh, wants to put on their, their best sex voice? I think any female listener, we just lost the name. <laughs> They're <laughs> gone. They're like, oh, yeah, oh no, my yeah. god. Control You've delete. done enough. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So we've oh, got a yes, Patreon yes, yes. for this Patreon. episode. Uh, so, uh, folks at home, are you tired of reading the back of the same shampoo bottle when you were taking a dump at home? Wish you could liven up that boring act of squatting out some brain bug-sized turds. Well, I have some news for you. Coming out soon to a home near you, an exciting new development in Potty Time Entertainment. We bring to you Starship Poopers. <laughs> A fully immersive virtual reality co-op shooter you can play online with your friends. So grab some TP and let your wife know that you are feeling a heavy dropship moving <laughs> towards your bug hole and you do not expect to not expect you back for some time. Starship Poopers coming exclusively this fall to Bed Bath and Beyond near you. Would you say it'd be a, a co-op shitter instead a, of a co-op shooter? A co-op co-op charter? Shart? Oh. Now we're getting fancy. Oh. Real quick before, we, yeah. What are we doing? So what do you no, guys? Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no. You're the you're, you're the you are the the paterfamilias for this episode. You yeah, go yeah, first. In my mind, I was gonna ask, what have you guys been watching? What's been tickling your ivories? Well, uh, as I was telling Drew, I am off the wagon. I am on season one, episode seven of DS Nine. Uh oh. And once you get on the train, you don't get off of it. So for the foreseeable future. Deep Space Nine. And uh, all the gold-pressed latinum it entails. Stop Pottersville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, Drew, uh, let me guess. Uh, CSI season 47. <laughs> 47. A. Okay, so here's the thing. I am I'm caught up with all of Law & Order. I'm caught up with all Law & Order. I'm also caught up with uh, Law and Order uh, Organized Crime, which is the new one with Christopher Maloney, where he came back. Been watching a few movies. Everyone can check out my litter box, letterbox if you want to see what check I've been watching in movies. Frodo's litter box. Although I did. <laughs> Frodo, the letterbox. <laughs> Thank you. The letterbox. I did. You know, I told you guys, I was like, you know what? I had this strange desire to head back to the 90s and see if Stargate was really that good. So I've just been kind of like going down the rabbit hole through Stargate SG-1. Mm. And I've been enjoying myself. It's been fun. Okay. Okay. Right now, I, I'm, a, I'm in a little bit of a funk. Um, kind of went back to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Got the 
last, I think I have like one more season to go. I've just been like spooning it in some Rick and Morty reruns until. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't have a plan on what movies like I'm like, ooh, I need to like watch this before this or, you know. As as far as movies, uh, I'm just waiting for nobody to come on rent. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. we I I watched uh, Anna did not join me, but I binged through uh, Netflix's Shadow and Bone series, the first season, in about three or four days, and that I found enjoyable. I was kind of worried it was going to be like Bridgerton, but with magic, and it it turned out a mm. little bit better than okay. that. But HBO's um, The Nevers. Uh, it's kind of like it's okay but it's just so much like victorian x-men that i'm like just trot out a bald guy in a wheelchair at this point come on oh, guys man. <laughs> yeah logan pops around the corner exactly <laughs> he would have been alive at the time i think uh i really kind of want to watch uh tom clancy's without Re- without remorse michael b jordan it's on amazon prime mm-hmm. but if you do let we'll me know do. we'll do yeah, that's that's what I've got so far. Not not a whole lot happening on this front, but you know what? Coming up, folks, we've got movies that we're watching all the time for Reels Feels, and next mm-hmm. up, I believe we have courtroom oh, movies. <laughs> oh, apropos. <laughs> then, yeah, so court courtroom movies. I'm excited for it. And then after that, we'll diving into the Patreons, I yes. believe. Yes! Yeah. It'll be our first Patreon pick. Ooh. So that's going to be that's gonna be a hoot and a half. And uh, when we roll back around from Patreon, it'll be back to jazz. Ocean slash deep sea genre. Mmm. And Nathan? Uh, tragedy. Tragedy. I'll, I'll bring it down a note. Well, to follow tragedy and bring it slightly back up, we're going to be... I, I believe it'll land right. Uh, we're going to go with vacation films for me. Ooh, that'll be during it'll the summer. Very, uh, and very good I time. I believe it'll hit sometime in July. Yeah, I think mine will hit sometime in July. So, Nathan, for tragedy, uh, your last offering in the in the vein, About Time, and then my my <laughs> my firing back was... Well, that was the dramedy. The dramedy. My fire back was a man called Uvi. Are you just going to see what is going to keep us sobbing like the entire movie at this point? No, this one will be more of less... Like a Greek tragedy? This, Yeah, kind of more um, the main character you're going to feel the pain not necessarily the like you know don't go murph like <laughs> stay like we're, we're not going that hard on the like the feels of sadness but just the the tragedy the the overall arcing tragedy of life hmm. okay. so it's gonna be good though i think i think I like it's gonna it. it's gonna hit hit well hopefully with today's audience because it it has a great message in my opinion so anyways uh guys that's it starship troopers the uh, starship guilty pleasure of nathan's Mm -hmm. in the books (laughs) yeah and um until next time you're the realist and the feelist rico's roughnecks would you like to know more We've just lost the picture, but uh, what we've seen speaks for itself.
The Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I'd like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. <laughs>